Okay, I want to talk about achievement and how people talk about their achievements. So, this topic has been a new topic recently. And I had a really great conversation with my Uber driver and SF about this because he was talking about how he um, recently sent his daughter off to Berkeley and he's so proud of her and that he was like a previous math professor and he was teaching her math like all throughout her life. And I asked him, I was like, did you praise your daughter a lot? Did you reward her with affirmations that she was on the right path? Did you tell other people that you were proud of her with her there? Like, what was that relationship with you and her about verbal affirmations about her success, even as a child, through teenage, through adult? And he was like, no, I I never really talked about it. I would tell her that she did a good job on something, but I never really talked about it. And that made me think about my upbringing and my upbringing versus other people's upbringing. So for me, um, I don't know if this was strategic or not, but at an early age, my parents did not care. (laughs) Not saying they didn't care about me, but they just did not have knowledge of what I was learning in school. So therefore, it was just like they did not care beyond my physical needs of being fed and being clothed, which as a child, I hate it. But as an adult, I fucking get it. <laughs> Work is hard. You just immigrated to a new country. Your child, pain in the ass. I get it. <laughs> Bare minimum. And I get that now as an adult. So growing up, well, I was also like a mediocre student. Like I was never like a really good, exceptional student that got straight A's and like did well. Like I was just an okay, an average student. And my parents would always just be like, you can do better. Like, get smarter, think about your actions, you can do better. And I've had no help in my life in terms of my academic trajectory. Like, no one sat me down and read to me at night. No one helped me with my homework. No one checked in on me on my homework. (laughs) Not because they didn't want to, because one, they're either busy working or most likely two all the time. They didn't even know what was going on. My parents don't speak English that well. They don't understand the American education system. And I think my parents were not educated beyond high school, which translated into me doing all of my academic rigor by myself. So from the ages of being in school to the moment I graduated undergrad, no one has helped me explain to me my homework or any lesson that I did not understand. And also, like, English is not my first language. Context there. So, I was always pushed by my parents to do better because, one, I was a very mediocre student. So, when your parents only know A, B, and C, and D, and you show up with C's and B's on your report card, they're like, well, you should do better. And... I struggled so much with academic validation most of my life until I probably got to high school. Oh, sorry, no, got to college. (laughs) Yeah, until I graduated high school and went to undergrad, academic validation was 
a big pillar of my life if not like my whole identity because I was constantly being labeled the dumb kid all the time every single scenario maybe I'm embellishing maybe I'm not but that's just how I feel looking back on my young life back to my point with this uber driver I asked him if he praised his daughter and he said yes but very minimally and now I see a lot of my peers grew up with their parents who were very hands-on intentionally so not because they didn't want to be or like they didn't have the choice to be because they had the privilege to be and those children now who I see as adults are very wishy-washy about their identity because the moment let's say you finish high school you go to a great school for college all right cool you graduated so now what (laughs) now what like who's going to help you now who's going to validate you now so you're no longer the top student of your class you're just the bottom tier associate at wherever you're going to work if you even get a job Imagine having that reality hit you at like 22, 23. To constantly be validated throughout your whole entire life that every one of your achievements is your whole entire identity. Imagine getting a perfect on your ACT and still bringing that up on a, as, tw- as a 23-year-old or like as a 30-year-old. <laughs> Imagine going to a like a Big Ten school. Not, we're not even talking Ivy. And that becomes your whole identity and your personality for 10 years after you graduate. Just imagine that. Those were the kids that grew up with coddling parents that were not scared, who have walked this path before and have told them that they're on the right path, that they're doing well, and that other people should try to be like them and not the other way around. And I'm reflecting on my life And I'm not trying to be like, I've had such a hard life because I haven't. I know I have not had a hard life because I look at my present now and I'm like, there's no way. Anyways, back to my point, I look at my upbringing where my parents were just like, so we can't help you educationally, but we can help you pay for education and we can help you supplement your learning through travel. We can help you supplement your learning through family through seeing your family every week and having them tell you tales about their past life and what they were doing at their or at my age. Traveling was a huge part of, of my, not my culture, but like my, my culture within my family. You ask anybody in my family where they've gone on vacation this year, they'll give you the whole list. <laughs> every single continent, every single city, every single country, season, whatever, they've, they've done it, they've been there. And it's been a huge part of our family culture to travel and to experience things. Either it be visiting family or relaxation or whatever the medium is to travel at least once a year. Which is such a fucking privilege on its own to say. That's all I have to say. So my parents did not help me in terms of my schooling, in terms of sitting down with me and helping me with my homework. But they did supplement me with lessons that... School could never have taught me, which was sitting on an airplane for 14 hours to go fly back to Vietnam, (laughs) or talking about how the war tore up my entire family and so many other families that 
are similar to mine and the tragedies of war or coming together for a meal that has been passed down by my grandma that can never be taught in a school and another tangent is like why does the education system value numerical outcomes so much so you're only deemed smart if you get a hundred percent you're only deemed intelligent if you get an a on something how does that even make sense i i I literally cannot wrap my head around that so how much information you can retain and circle bubbles on a piece of paper is how smart you are what about the kids that don't speak english what about the kids who come from a broken home what about the kids who are concerned about their families or where they're going going to eat next why are we only talking about the top performers in a class based off of numbers what about people's fucking stories about their narratives and i'm really glad that i'm seeing this shift now in education <laughs> as like i've already i'm already done with my education like i've graduated like i'm glad i'm seeing this shift now in the new generation of teachers but back then when i was in school i was always considered the dumb kid <laughs> until maybe i got to high school and like i became kind of an outsider in the AP classes (laughs) where I would sit and pretend like I knew what the fuck was going on or I would try so much harder than everybody else to only get a C on an exam for people who claim they did not study which I still remember by by the way (laughs) so back to the point of validation I think validation is so toxic because it fucks with your identity especially when you're a child academic validation parental validation and that transfers into like your romantic validations like your loving patterns when you're an adult can you imagine if you grew up in a world where school had no grades and school was a place where you learned about culture and you learned about yourself and you learned about, you know, the basic fundamentals of education. I mean, like, yes, like math, reading, comprehension. But the focus was not about excelling. The focus was growing at your own pace and not being so fucking worried about what you got on your next test and how much people would make fun of you because you're the dumb kid. Maybe I'm the hurt one. Maybe I'm still recovering from this. Because I still question my intelligence all the time, where I definitely feel like the slow one. Like in a room, where, wherever I'm at, I'm definitely not the smartest person in the room. <laughs> and sometimes I may, I may be the dumbest one. <laughs> but that's completely okay. But in the American education system, that's the worst place to be. It's like being picked last in the dodgeball team. You, you don't want to be the last kid to be picked as much as you don't want to be the dumb kid in the class asking those stupid questions so in the future when i look at my relationships with validation and when i get to the point where i start raising children of my own i think validation is a very tricky and controversial topic because when you over you over when you overdo it 
you become detached from reality and and all those validations become your identity but when on the polar opposite i wouldn't say this is my example but maybe it is you don't even ever acknowledge your contributions to society i i kind of sit on that spectrum where i always question what the fuck i'm doing am i doing this right am i do i sound dumb do i like literally do i sound dumb talking into this (laughs) microphone right now do i sound dumb maybe i'm on that side of the spectrum where my parents not knowingly neglected my need for validation as a child and now i grew up completely unaware of my own achievements it's only recently where i look back at my life and i'm like wow I've actually really done a lot, and I'm very happy for myself. (laughs) And I'm very thankful about that relationship I have with my family now, where every single one of us, we're like the ultimate consulting team. Every single sector of the industry. (laughs) Call us up. We can give you the answers. Correct answers, too, at the most. And I look at people who I went to undergrad with who were so strict with their grades and they're like well if i get a 4.0 and i graduate top of my class i'm gonna have the perfect job but they've never worked a day in their lives like never have worked a day in their lives and the moment graduation rolls around unemployment (laughs) it's literally become your part of your identity that's harmed you you've grown up your entire life being a great student which in my opinion is a great attribute to have You grew up your entire life being a great student. It has fueled you all the way through high school, now undergrad, now you've graduated. And that's been your prime goal and you haven't worked a day in your life and now you expect that being a great student will get you the Goldman Sachs job? Hell fucking no. That's not how the world works. (laughs) And there's so many people out there who fall into this identity trap where... Being a good student means that they're going to have a good life. Or being a really kind person means that everyone else is going to be kind to you. Or being mean is a reflection of everyone being mean to you. I don't know what this whole this whole tangent I'm getting off on means. But I'm trying to point out is that the more you stick and cling to something as a goal, being a good student... The more it becomes your identity. Let's say you really want to be a gymnast and you train a lot to be a gymnast. It becomes your identity. You become a gymnast. It's much like you become an athlete or you become a student, whatever. What I'm trying to say is that the more parents and powerful figures validate you, either it be a partner, either it be your parents, either it be a professor, either it be a manager anything any structure in your life where there's a power dynamic the more they validate you the more you resonate with what they're saying unless you have a strong sense of identity where you're like well i'm just working a job because i need to pay my bills to travel or i'm just a student because i understand that i need to get a degree to get a job but i know in that time period i have to work (laughs) so once you snap out of it and you realize that Okay, so what is what is my identity versus what is validation? Is when you start living for yourself in a very tacky way. Because I can only speak 
for the American education system because I grew up here. I have trauma from the American education system as an adult. I have dreams about test anxiety. I have dreams about being in school still. For what? To be honest, I can tell you right now, what did I learn in undergrad? Nothing. Jack shit. Nothing. And I paid what? Or my parents paid. Thank God for that. My parents paid maybe $100,000 for my education, for my living expenses, for my tuition. For what? For to get a piece of paper that no one has ever checked? Ever? No one has ever asked me where I went to school. No one has ever asked me about my GPA. No one has ever asked me about a referral for a professor or what classes I've taken. No one fucking cares. Do you know why no one cares? It's because I think I'm a good person. Because I have a good heart and I have a good narrative and I have a good story because my life has been very meaningful and I know that everyone else feels that way about themselves because it's truth. So when I get approached with students who are about to graduate and they're like, what do you say? Like, what do you do? And I'm like, are you a good person? And they usually answer yes. And I go, then you have nothing to worry about because the moment you come into an interview and they're, they're like, tell me about yourself. And you go, well, I went to so-and-so, I went to Northwestern, and I got a degree in finance and accounting, and are you serious? Like, when people ask you to tell you about themselves, they're asking you to simply tell them about yourself, not your education, not your your major. You, you People can read, people can read, it's on your resume, people know where the fuck you went to school. You don't have to start off every single conversation, either it be an interview, a date, a normal conversation with some sort of act, like some sort of achievement you've uh, you've done in your life. That just rubs people the wrong fucking way and it shows that you're detached from reality. <laughs> and I think this is a problem or not a problem, an issue that so many young people right now are facing especially people that come from a very privileged background where they start off every single conversation or end with whatever with something that they've done how about something you've achieved like sorry not something they've done but something they've achieved how about something that how about you start a conversation about how your grandma used to cook you this favorite dish or that one time you went on vacation with your parents to a new place. Or how about you tell the story of your family origin? How about you tell the story of how you learned how to play tennis? Like literally anything that shows you, shows the other person that you're a fucking person. <laughs> that you're a human and not a resume. So... To tie this all back up about validation, specifically academic validation, or just verbal, verbic, verbal validation, I honestly think it's toxic. Maybe as the older I get, I realize it's more valuable, but as of right now in my 20s, I think, I think it's toxic because it gets to people's heads, especially young people where it's very, it's very easy to meld their minds about things that are supposed to do and the things that they've done. And I look back at my short career, I honestly think, because I didn't go to a great school, I didn't have a good GPA, I, like I've been saying, have never been a good student. <laughs> I have never been a straight A student. 
besides one semester of my whole entire high school career. <laughs> and I think about my story and, and I think about my family and I think about the places I've been and the lessons I've learned through the trials of life. Being raised as a first generation American, being raised as a woman, being raised as a very curious child where curiosity was frowned upon. Those are the stories I tell when people ask me, tell me about yourself. I don't talk about my achievements because they don't mean anything to me because they are not a part of my identity. I mean, I'm sure they mean a lot to my parents where they're very proud of me, which is something I do know for a fact that they are very proud of me and they are very happy with my progress in life. But when they talk to me, they talk to me as if I'm their kid. They talk to me as if I'm, a, I'm their child, not their trophy. And I see a lot of parents who talk about their kids as if they're the next president of the U.S. And they're probably shitholes. <laughs> maybe they're not, maybe they are. I don't know, I've only noticed parents who talk about their kids very greatly in correlation with their kids being terrible. And I've noticed parents who talk about their kids mediocrely or not at all with their kids being amazing human beings in and out so maybe that's a concept you think about how has validation shaped your life and how has validation shaped your identity and what is your relationship with validation and how do you accept it and how do you give it out because i think identity has a huge part with how you view the world so this validation is just an increment in your identity and your identity is how you view the world those are just my thoughts thank you for listening thank you for trying to understand what i'm trying to say bye